When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence. The following is a presentation of Learfield IMG College. Across the Mountain State, this is MSN, the Mountaineer Sports Network. Welcome to the Neil Brown Press Conference Show. Today's show is brought to you by Farmer Klein and Campbell, West Virginia's injury lawyers, CEC Civil and Environmental Consultants, hiring West Virginians to do West Virginia's work. CECinc.com. That's CECinc.com. In addition to Coach Brown's weekly comments, we'll hear from West Virginia assistant coaches and key Mountaineer players let's talk mountaineer football alongside the wolfman dale wolfley here's your host dan zangrilli and across the mountain state thanks so much for being with us everybody we come to you live from mountaineer field at milan Pushkar stadium upstairs in the booth and socially distanced with the dale uh wolfley uh the dale wolfman wolfley. the dale wolfley <laughs> i'm dan, you did change your name you put a the in front of it uh i'm dan zangrily hey thanks so much for being with you hey folks uh game week wolf can you believe it it's it's finally uh-huh. here i'm not sure that we ever anticipated this day this coming where neil brown is going to step to the podium mm-hmm. here in just a few moments and he's going to talk about an opponent. He's going to talk about a Saturday afternoon at Mountaineer Field as at long last, Eastern Kentucky will visit Milan Pushkar Stadium Saturday high noon with an airtime of 8.30 on MSN. Uh, it's been a, a tough road to hoe, a long road to hoe, but Wolf, uh, here we are. Yeah, many uncertainties, but yeah. today is a welcome relief I think for not only for co- head coach Neil Brown, the university, but for all of Mountaineer Nation, Danny. And uh, wh- what a relief it is and, and a joy for me to be 
yeah. sitting here next to you uh, in anticipation of this because, hey, this is 2020. It's a new season, and it looks like right now things are going good. We're all going to knock on wood and keep it going. But, hey, we got Eastern Kentucky this weekend, Danny, and it's the Mountaineers' first home game. EKU falling big time to Marshall by a 59 to, to nothing score, but uh, they, they still do pose some problems here in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. is going to have to to mind their P's and Q's, dot their I's and cross their T's, uh, uh, that whole deal. But uh, nevertheless, uh, a good first tune-up here as then we uh, start raring right into conference play. You've got the bye week, and then it's Oklahoma State, yeah. and then nine straight conference games. So it's going to be an unconventional year, a truncated year with just the 10 games, but a year nonetheless because uh, only three of the Power Five conferences are able to to be in the position that we're currently in. Yes, and we are blessed. So when you look at it and break it down, Danny, is, you know, this game right here is about the Mountaineers. Don't worry about Eastern Kentucky University and what Marshall did last week to them. They're going to get better week by week as it goes. And, but this is how the Mountaineers are going to prepare. Okay, it's against themselves, really, this game, in my opinion. And, and it is a tune-up. We don't have another tune-up before the Big 12. So that Oklahoma State, that is going to be a big-time game. So make the most out of this game. Do your best. Worry about yourself and do your job and know your assignments. All right, uh, that's what we're going to talk about with Neil Brown. We will hear from him in just a moment. Uh, we'll also discuss the two-deep, plus Jordan Leslie will join us a little bit later on, one of the co-defensive coordinators now running the Mountaineer defense. He'll stop by after Neil joins us, and then we'll talk to one of now uh, the veteran men up front for WVU on the offensive line, and that is uh, a left side guard, James Gemitters. So stay with us. Coming up next, we'll hear from the head coach of the Mountaineers. We anticipate him stepping to the podium on Zoom, so you'll hear that live with the rest of us. Alongside the Wolfman, I'm Dan Zang, really, and it's the Neil Brown Press Conference Show, all presented to you by Panhandle Cleaning and Restoration. Have you been injured in a wreck? You shouldn't have to worry about fighting the insurance company, and it shouldn't cost you a dime. Call attorneys Farmer, Klein, and Campbell, 800-687-5990. We help fellow West Virginians. Ask around. We've probably helped a friend, neighbor, or even a family member. We never ask you for money, and we don't get paid unless you do. Injured in a wreck? Call the law firm you know. 800-687-5990. Attorneys Farmer, Klein, and Campbell. Around here, you matter. Civil and Environmental Consultants, or CEC, is an employee-owned engineering and environmental consulting firm. At CEC, people come first, whether that's our clients, our employees, or our fellow citizens. It's why we listen intently and work harder to learn our clients' business. It's why we prioritize the career development of every individual on our team, and it's why we're invested in the success of our local communities. People are why we do what we love and love what we do. CEC, West Virginians doing West Virginia's work. Visit CECinc.com for more. That's CECinc.com. You're listening to the Neil Brown Press Conference Show. Now it's time to hear from Coach Brown. Thanks for being with us uh, here on MSN, and we're uh, simulcast across uh, all of the digital platforms that you can uh, uh, follow the Mountaineers on, on Facebook, on Twitter, and uh, many of you might be watching at home on your Roku or your Apple TV. Uh, so many digital platforms that we're on, and uh, be sure to follow the Mountaineers at WVUSports.com uh, as we'll get all the uh, content for you. And a lot of it's exclusive content. John Antonic, the uh, WVU historian and, and the uh, beat writer for the Mountaineers, if you will, uh, has done a terrific job. He's 
he's the only one uh, allowed in at, at practice to sort of be our uh, our eyes and ears for us, and he's done terrific work. So we encourage you to read it. Uh, we'll be uh, posting our Mountaineer Insider podcast available on all of the digital audio platforms for you to listen to on demand, uh, Apple platforms, uh, plus uh, Google Podcasts as well. Those uh, are going to come your way Thursday morning. Then we have Neil Brown's uh, Coaches Show Thursday evening, 6 until 8. Mm-hmm. And then uh, yourself, myself, Jed Drenning, the Gomard Mountaineer Tailgate Show coming uh, at, at Saturday morning at 8.30. So let's now head live into the uh, Zoom room and hear from the head coach of the Mountaineers, Neil Brown. We'll actually be sending out a recording after this. So you don't have to worry about recording it yourself. Um, I would say a little bit better quality today. So coach, you Oh, definitely better quality. Great job by all done. We even got the logo right here on the microphone. So we have stepped our game, our Zoom game up for uh, the actual game week. So good job, all. Um, appreciate y'all being on here. It's uh, finally time for football. And reflecting back really over the last several months, honestly didn't, didn't know if we'd get to this point at, at, during certain times and uh, didn't know if we'd be able to play. And here we are. Uh, just a few days away from kickoff, 12.03 at Mountaineer Field. So uh, just uh, really humbled to have the opportunity to coach after everything that's gone on over these last few months. I know our players, speaking for them, you'll have an opportunity to hear from, from a few of them later. Um, but they're, they're, they're extremely excited to compete, as you can imagine. Uh, I want to I just say a real sincere thanks to uh, Shane Lyons and and Dr. Gee for all their hard work uh, publicly and privately uh, to get us to this point. And I also want to make sure that our fans understand that we're going to miss them on Saturday. Unfortunately, can't have them in the stadium. Uh, we'll be thinking about them, and it will not be the same. And that's probably uh, in, a, in a, a season of a lot of different things and things that are abnormal. That is going to be the most difficult challenge for our players and the one that's the most unfortunate, uh, not having our fans. Talking about Eastern Kentucky, uh, that's my mom's alma mater. So know quite a bit about Eastern Kentucky there in Richmond, uh, not too far from from where I grew up. Tradition-rich program, one of the um, proudest programs in all of the FCS. Um, growing up there, always knew about Eastern Kentucky. I went to several games growing up. Uh, Roy Kidd is a is a coaching legend that won several national championships with that program, um, and so a lot of respect for them. Uh, Walt Wells, uh, just know in, in in passing, know several of the guys on that staff have respect for them. They had a tough game last week. Expect them to bounce back like most teams do between week one and week two. They'll make adjustments and they'll be they'll be much improved this week. Just in general about them offensively, they're they're a unit that wants to run the football. Uh, coach Wells has had success at several different spots um, as an offensive line coach in his background, uh, running the football. They have two running backs, Pringle and Booth, that are both really talented. Uh, Eastern Kentucky last season was one of the top rushing offenses in FCS. And they have several FBS transfers at wideout. Uh, so talent in that receiver room. Defensively, they're multiple front. They like to pressure uh, several FBS transfers at the linebacker. Um, and at the couple on the D-line, and then one at corner as well, or two at corner, excuse me. And the special teams, I thought their punter uh, really hit the ball well last week. Uh, he's a transfer as well, junior college transfer. He really hit the ball well. 
and then Pringle is a is a nice returner. So we have to do a good job in special teams. It is this is a week where it's about us. We're excited to have the opportunity to play. We're a work in progress. Um, it's time to play. We've practiced long enough. We've got a lot of work to do. Um, Monty makes me put together a, a depth chart. I know somebody, I think Chris asked about that last week. Um, you've got a depth chart, but those, those jobs are still very much open. And we'll be competing all week. And whether that's accurate come day, game day or not, we'll see. Uh, because we're going to have competition at almost uh, every single position this week in practice as we continue to prepare for our first performance on Saturday. And so with that, we'll open up for questions. So, Coach, obviously every year there are tons of unknown questions or unknown answers even for you. So give us a couple that you go into this season with, maybe different than in the past or or the same as in the past. Yeah, you really don't know what you have until you go out and play somebody else. Um, you've heard me say this before, Coach, is uh, you go through it and, you know, you go and you have a scrimmage. Let's say the offense has success. Is that good offense or that bad defense? You always wonder as a head coach. You go into a scrimmage, defense has success. Is that good defense or suspect offense? And so you don't really know until you line up and play somebody else. I know we have a lot of youth. We have some inexperience. Um, how they react, it's going to be different because there's actually not going to be fans in the stands, so there probably won't be as much pressure as in a normal situation. Um, you know, I think special teams is always kind of the wild card on in these first games. Um, you try to, to practice special teams as fast as you possibly can, but you don't necessarily tackle in a, in a kickoff or a kickoff return situation or a, a punt coverage situation. And so when you get into live football and you're doing full uh, tackle special teams, I think those are probably always the biggest concerns for me. Hey, Neil, I uh, was wondering about, you know, how do you feel about this team chemistry-wise? Uh, I know Bob asked you a couple weeks ago about personality. Also wanted to follow up on that. How's that coming along as well? I think chemistry and leadership are the two um, items that we've got we've to work on. Discipline, too. I think college football teams across the country are probably struggling with a little bit of discipline just because of, of the climate where you were away from your guys for so long. And when I say discipline, I'm talking about not, not as much off the field. I'm just talking about getting into a, a routine and a schedule, that type of discipline, self-discipline. Um, so that is an area we got to improve on. The team chemistry, um, that's something that I've really uh, – it's been challenging, honestly, from a personal level on the team chemistry because that's something I felt like at, at Troy we did an extremely good job. I thought last year, uh, and you can see by the way we played toward the end of the year, that our chemistry got better and we had a lot of buy-in. And I think some of that was because of how much time they spent away. I mean, spent a spent together away from here. Um, but with COVID and the procedures and the protocols and the restrictions, it's been hard. You know, we haven't had team activities going back to, to March and we've had some dinners, but when we have dinners, you're, it's basically two at a table. Um, you're basically with that, with that small group of position, members all the time and so so team chemistry is a concern and and I wouldn't say it's just at West Virginia it's probably across the landscape of college football and then leadership um, we've really only been practicing together as a full unit uh, for about two weeks now and so uh, for leaders to emerge 
you know, they have to kind of go through and, and be around the entire team. And that's usually happens in, in, in winter workouts, which we did. And we thought we had those guys ID'd. And then you have this long break. We didn't really have a normal summer where the team had team, team workouts. We didn't have those. Um, they basically worked out with their, with a roommate and a couple, couple other guys that hang out outside the, the facility with. So those are, we're, we're trying to, we're trying to continue to grow our team chemistry and we're trying to identify and continue to build our leaders and put those guys in situations where they can lead. Coach, yesterday you talked a little bit about your game plan, you know, specific to EKU. Are there things that you want to run that may not necessarily be specifically to attack what they're doing, but to see where your progress is in those, you know, certain areas of either offense or defense? Well, I think we'll be, we're going to be extremely um, simple. We feel like that our base offense, our base defense is we've got to continue to get better at that. Uh, we don't have those reps logged that we would normally have in a spring practice or a summer. So we're, we have continued, we've simplified uh, what we're doing uh, after about two weeks of camp, trying to identify what the quarterback was good on offensively. Uh, and then defensively, what our, what our best front movements were and what our best coverages are in the secondary and really trying to attack not only what Eastern Kentucky's doing, but what teams in our, and few, you know, the, the teams in our future, uh, that that will play in late September and October, what those teams do, and make sure that that we're sound and our guys know what the answers are within our base schemes. Next question from John Reedy. Just ask you to uh, unmute. Go ahead. Hi, Neil. Um, Eastern Kentucky didn't score any points and managed only 166 total yards last week. Is there a challenge mentally or anywhere else to prepare for an opponent that had a performance like that? Yeah, I think it's the challenge is to get better. You know, I think that's probably what they went into. And they took some – they won several one-on-one battles in that game. They just – you know, it, it's hard to – it's hard in offense football sometimes. You know, you got 11 guys, you got to do the right things. And um, I think what you saw with them, there were some times where they had nine or ten doing the right things and maybe one, and maybe that was at the point of contact. Um, but I do think they have some talented running back. I think Pringle and Booth are both uh, guys that are capable of playing at this level. I think they've got some – guys on the offensive line that were preseason all conference and 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 they got some guys that can stretch the field you know receiver is a is a concern they've got guys that can run you know Tennessee UConn transfer there's there's a couple more in that room that they're talented and, and made a bunch of big plays for them last year um but I think they just go back um I think teams always you see that it's cliche they always make the biggest improvement between week one and week two and and like like I said they've got some really good coaches on that on on that staff, and I expect that to happen. Uh, hey, Neil, just we know that um, Nick Troy was away from the team for a few weeks, and I was just wondering, is, is has he been back long enough that he'll be ready on Saturday? Yeah, it, Nick Troy, he, he can he continued to condition while he was away from the team. Um, he was away from uh, almost two entire weeks. He, he has a lot of self-discipline. And he did while he was home, and that was important for him uh, to stay at home. And, and we encouraged him to be with his family during that time. But he did. He stayed in He stayed in, in, in really good physical shape. He was able to zoom into our position meetings and our team meetings, so he had a good feel about what was going on in practice and what we were installing. And and so when he came back, he's been back for you know, probably week 
week, week, eight, nine days, maybe now. Um, but conditioning, he still has some, some work to do, but he will play and, and we think he'll play well. Hey, Coach, uh, you mentioned the improvement from week one to week two for teams while they have that advantage when you guys don't. Um, is that something you see as being an issue for you guys or now you have a full um, full game worth of tape on them compared to what they have on you? Uh, how does that uh, work out, do you think? Oh, I mean, they're going to have a good feel for what we're going to do. They've been watching tape on us um, as well. So I don't, I don't think we're necessarily going to surprise them with anything we do. Um, I, I just think, Sean, it's kind of is what it is. They played a game last week. It was a great opportunity for them. They were on ESPN. Um, so they've got a game under the belt. I do think they'll make improvements. I do think that they'll play better, um, probably considerably better this week than, than they did a week ago. Um, but it is what it is. You know, we're going to get our guys ready. Um, I respect, have a lot of respect for, for Eastern Kentucky. I told you being from there and, and what that program meant to the, the state where I'm from and what Roy Kidd did for football in the state of Kentucky. I have a, ton of respect for them but we're focused on West Virginia and us getting better and us getting ready to play which we're extremely like I said humbled excited um and I think that getting an opportunity to go out there and perform on 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 FS1 um and unfortunately not in front of our home fans but hopefully they tune in and watch that that we got to continue this climb that we're on to get better and and I'm excited for our fans to see it. I don't think it's going to be perfect. It won't be entirely clean, but the effort in, in the effort and the physicality will uh, meet the standard. All right, next question from Mike Hey, Neil, how's it going? Good, Mike. How are you? Good. Um, you've talked plenty about the unknowns and trying to gauge expectations for things you haven't encountered. You have somewhat. Uh, of an advantage, at least an insight, by having watched a handful of games so far. Has that, uh, I don't know, raised any curiosity for you or raised any flags for you about mm, maybe better be aware of this or I hadn't thought of that or, you know what, I was right. This thing is a big deal and we better get ready for it. Well, you're talking virus-related, Mike. talking virus related or just i know you're gonna now the, the actual competition the actual game play. yeah the actual competition i think that i think last night's game is a great example and i didn't get to see the first half i watched the second half um but you worry about blocking and tackling and, and i saw where navy's coach came out and talked about where they hadn't really done a whole bunch of live work uh, we didn't do live work a whole lot of live work for the first two weeks the last two weeks we have um we've been pretty physical um, I wouldn't say we're over the top with it by any means, or but we've been we've been moderately physical uh, for the last two weeks. But I think that's the the concern is blocking and tackling the fundamental football things that you can't do in shorts, things you can't do uh, when you're at home working out in your backyard, lining up and 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 having to physically move people off the line of scrimmage and then tackle guys in space. I think that's that's been that was my concern when we started and I think that's still my concern moving into week one maybe more so Mike after watching some of the games and and, and I'll be honest <laughs> I watched that game last night I watched uh, bits and pieces of first half live of the the Marshall game and Eastern Kentucky game I watched some Oregon State and Memphis and that's probably been about the extent of it
Okay, you hear me now? Yeah, two quick ones. Um, when you watched the game last week, was it more a product of Marshall playing well or East, Eastern Kentucky playing poorly? And the second thing, um, do you plan on playing a lot of guys this week? You mentioned that earlier in the in camp. Is that still part of the plan? So I'll answer, I'll answer the first question. I don't know. I don't know enough about um, Marshall to say. I thought the freshman quarterback, the rest, I think he's a redshirt freshman quarterback. He did a really nice job. Um, they've got talent at, at tight end and receiver. Watching them on offense. Um, defensively, I thought they their their front uh, did a nice job. Um, I think that Eastern Kentucky is capable of playing better. And you know, watching and reading some of Coach Wells' comments, I think that's why I expect them to be much improved. But you know, game ones are tough. A lot of times you throw them out, and you just who knows. But I don't know enough about um, either one of those programs. Probably give you a great answer. Um, what was the second question, John? Oh, am I going? Where are we going to play a lot of? Yeah, we're going to play a lot of people. Yep, we're going. We're going to play a lot of people. We're going. A lot of those freshmen are going to play. Um, I think it's important. We're going to play anybody that's proven to this point that they're ready to play in a game. We're going. We're going to give them opportunity. Hey, Coach, you mentioned that quarterback was a battle up until the last scrimmage. What did Davey do better that he earned the starting job? I don't know if it's something he, he did better. He was probably more consistent uh, going back through the entire entirety of fall camp. Uh, we'll take four more questions here. These last four and two. Go ahead, Kevin Kinder. Other than Todd Alston, is anyone definitely out this week? And with the potential that someone could test positive Friday that you wanted to play that won't play. Do you have like a standby list of guys that, you know, weren't going to plan to dress that say, Hey, you're next up. You know, if there is a positive test. We got it. We go, I'll answer the second one first. We go into every home game where we have a dress out list and then we have a Jersey list. Um, and we'll approach it the same way. Um, we have con contingency plans. We do. Um, and we've had those in place really going back to probably the middle of the summer, Kevin, as far as if, if, you know, catastrophe hits, what does it look like? Um, as far as the injury, Taj Austin right now is only injury. Um, I won't, I'm not going to get into who's in, who's out until later in the week, just because the environment we're in and we're going to test Wednesday. We tested Sunday. Those results are coming in. I haven't gotten the full list of results on those yet. Um, we're going to test again Wednesday and then we'll, we'll test, uh, We'll test again on Friday. So we'll kind of wait later in the week to, to do any speaking on that. Just kind of hit it once and let Monty kind of cover it at the end of the week. All right, next question from Greg Hunter. Go ahead, Greg. Coach, since last season, you've talked about the need for improvement in the run game. So you, you now got a few practices under your belt. Probably maybe not have the exact idea, but do you think your run game is improved? We better be. Uh, so when we talked to TJ Simmons um, a couple Saturdays ago, he talked about um, a challenge you posed to the players about making change where you asked what, what they can do to make the change they want to see. I was just wondering if you could talk to us um, about that challenge you posed to them and then, and then the kind of conversations you've been having with the team over the past few weeks. Yeah, that challenge came direct from uh, Tony Dungy, who had, who had put out a tweet 
that kind of really spoke to how I was feeling. And we'd been talking, we've talked going back till from the end of May. Um, we got, we've got a planned speaker this afternoon at two 30. So that these discussions are ongoing. And I think I talked about it on the radio show last week with Tony is we've really, we focus on three topics, empathy, education, leadership, and that's everything that we're doing. Um, on anything from a social injustice or anything that's current events, those are the three topics that this fall from the summer to this fall that we're locked in on empathy, education, and leadership. And so that was a, that was a challenge to myself, to our, to our staff and to our players is it can't just be what we're talking about. We can't just, make a statement on social media. We can't just do things, social media. You actually have to do actions, you know, and to me, it always starts inward. You work outward. And so what I mean by that from your own heart, and then it goes to in, in our college players and, and myself included, it goes to your campus. Then it goes to your community then it goes to your state and nationally, so on, so on. And so we just talked about what are small changes that we can do right now you know, within yourself, within the campus, within our community. Let's not even think real big spectrum. Let's talk about those. And we had them writing down. And now we're in a challenge. We also had them kind of rank the the top the top subject matters that they wanted to explore during this semester. And this is all player driven. And I think it's really important is it's driven it's driven by the players and the things that we're going to do are, are player driven. And so, you know, ho hopefully that that answers your question. Just uh, two guys in your offensive line, Neil. Um, seeing Parker's name at guard, hadn't heard or seen him a lot, and maybe he wasn't situated in the spot. Looks like that that's the way now. But uh, you say, also um, Mays, I say it, Parker. I'm sorry, Parker Moore. Parker Moore, yeah, yeah. yeah so okay. He was one, okay. and then um, and then Mays, uh, he can snap. He's playing right tackle. He's you know he can probably handle himself at guard. What's the realistic shot for him? Is he number two at a bunch of positions, or does he slot in different order in different spots? Mays will play a lot. May is going to play a lot. Could potentially start if he doesn't start. He'd be the sixth one in, and uh, he's going to play. He's going to play a lot. Uh, he's had a nice camp uh, mentally. He, he's done a great job. Uh, we've had him. He's played center. He's played guard. He's played both tackles, and um, and done a nice job. And he's an extremely intelligent player. He's worked to get stronger. Um, he'll definitely. And he's got a chance to start. And if he doesn't start, he'll play a lot. Um, and then uh, Parker is a is a young developing guy guy that we're excited about in the future. He's had some ups and downs this fall camp, uh, more fundamental issues than anything. He's big, he's strong. Um, our hope is to get him in, in play. Um, right now, we feel like he's a better fit at guard probably than at, than at tackle. All right, Coach, that's it. Appreciate it. Okay. All right. Thank you all. Hope everyone turns uh, tunes in on Saturday afternoon. And, and it's our hope to go out and represent you in the best way we can. But appreciate everybody listening. Thank you. That's the head coach of the Mountaineers, Neil Brown, uh, just took to the podium for, oh, roughly uh, uh, 25 minutes or so. Dan Zang, really Dale Wolfley. We are upstairs uh, in the television booth uh, here at Mountaineer Field in advance of Eastern Kentucky. So uh, game week press conference, one of ten is in the books. Wolf, uh, nothing necessarily groundbreaking, uh, what stands out. Uh, did not know that the coach's mom was an Eastern Kentucky graduate. I did not either, <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, But the, the, the big thing that uh, I think is the uh, – 
the, the money quote, if you will, of this particular press conference, and it's the, the $60,000 question surrounding this football team. It's the run game, and the coach was asked, simply put, uh, is the run game going to be better this year? And in three words, he replied, we better be, exclamation point. Absolutely, because everything comes off of the run. If you're not able to run, it affects your passing game. It affects that the defensive line and they're saying, listen, you can't run against us, so we're going to just tee up. And we're going to not even worry about it. We're going to rush the quarterback, and it causes problems. So you have to be able to establish the running game. Now, last year, it was about two and a half yards per carry, per rush. And that is just absolutely nowhere near good enough. But here's the good news. Number one is the offensive line, the returning guys, the interior three, are really the strength mm-hmm. of that offensive line. So we do some nice, good inside zone. And the, the other thing, Danny, of course, is that – when you're able to run, you have to establish an attitude. And I think that's what they've gotten this year. And that's what Coach Brown has talked about and worked about all fall camp. And as I've watched them progress, they have definitely gotten better. Now, I don't know where they are. On Saturday, I said, you know, Tony asked me, are they good? Are they really good or super good? Yeah. And I say they've improved a lot. It's a work in progress. And the whole is better than the sum of its parts in particular. Neil said uh, that maybe there isn't a, uh, a, a, a top-five-round guy standing out on that offensive line, but the collective unit has indeed improved. Well, defensively, will remain multiple, and there's two now uh, defensive coordinators running the West Virginia mm-hmm. defense, and we will talk to one of them when we return. Stand by for Jordan Leslie when we return here on the Neil Brown Press Conference Show. Coverage of Eastern Kentucky Week continues after this here on the Mountaineer Sports Network. Now this from presenting sponsor Panhandle Cleaning and Restoration. Civil and Environmental Consultants, or CEC, is an employee-owned engineering and environmental consulting firm. At CEC, people come first, whether that's our clients, our employees, or our fellow citizens. It's why we listen intently and work harder to learn our clients' business. It's why we prioritize the career development of every individual on our team, and it's why we're invested in the success of our local communities. People are why we do what we love and love what we do. CEC, West Virginians doing West Virginia's work. Visit CECinc.com for more. That's CECinc.com. Injured in a car wreck? The last thing you should worry about is how much it's going to cost you to fight the insurance company. Call 800-687-5990. Attorneys Farmer, Klein, and Campbell. It costs you nothing out of pocket, and we don't get paid unless you do. We know about the money the insurance companies won't tell you about. We could get you more. Injured in a car wreck? It costs you nothing out of pocket. Nothing. Call attorneys Farmer, Klein, and Campbell. 800-687-5990. Around here, you matter. At Encova Insurance, we encircle you with insurance solutions you can trust. We provide coverage to protect what you care about. Business insurance, including workers' compensation, auto, home, and life insurance. What makes us unique? Our superior financial strength, smart technology, a one-stop shop for custom-tailored solutions. Encova 360, our approach to workers' compensation and local decision-making. We are Encova Insurance. Visit Encova.com for more information. Welcome back to the Neil Brown Press Conference Show. You've heard from the head coach. Now let's hear from a West Virginia assistant coach. Once again, here's Dan Zangrilli. 
Alongside the Wolfman here at Mountaineer Field, uh, inside our radio booth, Dan's angrily and uh, Dale Wolfley. Let's uh, get right to it. Uh, our uh, assistant coach's interview is presented by CEC, Civil and Environmental Consultants, and uh, now uh, calling the West Virginia defense along with uh, Jamile Adai is Jordan Leslie, and Coach Leslie joins us on the telephone line right now, uh, socially distanced here in this uh, world of COVID. Coach, we, uh, uh, we wish you were uh, here with us so we could... Uh, could see you and congratulate you uh, on the promotion. Uh, but but first off, tell me what this uh, last, I guess, a month, month and a half has been like for you. Quite a whirlwind, I would imagine. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. It's uh, it has. I mean, it's 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 uh, obviously it's really kind of a new reality as far as COVID goes that we live in. But you know, the past month for me is is really um, it's just kind of hey, let's let's put our head down and go to work. No, no, really, anything that that um, that I haven't been been through before. And, uh, the situation is, but I mean, it's it's uh, you know preparing the defense, uh, getting the guys ready, getting the coaches ready, uh, alongside Coach Adai. Uh, you know, it's just you know put your head down, and go to work. So it's been good. What has changed for you, if anything at all, since the promotion? Uh, you know, probably for me is. I've had really uh, always had a lot of pride in the, the relationship that I have with with my particular position players um, every, everywhere I've been. But I've had to expand that a little bit um, with other guys uh, on, on, on our football team, which is good. Good for me, good for them. Um, a lot of guys that I've had a chance to know that I, maybe I didn't know as much about before. And, uh, so that's probably the biggest thing is trying to get around get all these guys on the same page and uh, uh, it's good for our team good for me hey coach now how does this co-defensive coordinatorship working like and how are you working that out with the other coaches and applying it and what will the game day duties be as well well it, it's really just um you know coach and i myself work together great um it's really we're all on the same page um you know we, we're not really schematically uh changing a whole lot uh, just trying to clean those things up as we go um and and which has been good getting you know we've got really outside of coach and myself it's really three three new coaches um on the field and so it's it's been good to kind of go back to the ground level of the defense and get everybody up to speed it helps it, it always helps me to go back every so often to do that and you kind of you come across some tweaks and some changes that are not major, but um, um, some things that, that really kind of fit your personnel a little better, maybe. Uh, you know, as far as as far as duties, you know, I still uh, coach defense line, coach Coons, coach linebackers, coach Ty is uh, corners and the spears, coach Wright's safeties, coach Castile will will uh, will, uh, will coach our bandits, and uh, so the, the front will all tie in together, work more together and along with the back end with Coach Adai and Coach Wright. So that's how we're rolling. Yeah, Coach. Now, I look at the defensive line as being one of the strong units of the defense, uh, among others. But when you look at this defensive units, and you got to start off, of course, with Darius Stills and Dante, you know, and Jeffrey Puller and, and so on and so on. Uh, where do you see the biggest improvement from last year when they had 33 sacks to this year? Uh, what are you expecting? I, I, I think that uh, our, our, our offseason, uh, as, uh, as far as knowledge of the defense front, uh, 
Our Zoom, our Zoom sessions are really good. So I think they'll. I hope, and I really do think there'll there'll be some improvement there. I know there needs to be. I I, um, I tell them all the time. I don't focus on the plays that we did. You know, whether it's sacks or tackles for loss or pressures. I don't tend to not focus on those rather than focus on the ones we did. And so that's been really good for us. I I, I think to me, I look at it and and in the in the front aspect of it. I think the biggest improvement. Um, has probably been at linebacker. That from uh, uh, Coach Coons has done a great job um, coming in and getting those guys up to speed with the system. And we've done some, a couple of different things that um, that has kind of helped clean up uh, some things from last year. And then again, you've got a couple of guys in in, in the system. Um, Josh Chandler sticks out, especially that have. It, 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 they're always a better in year two in the same system because it starts to even without with, without the benefit of spring ball, um, it starts to kind of click to them. So that's probably where where I think the biggest improvement is. Jordan let. Jordan Leslie is with us, our guest here on the Mountaineer Sports Network as we prepare you for Eastern Kentucky, West Virginia uh, defensive coordinator. Give me some names uh, the, of folks sticking out, Coach, um, that, that maybe Mountaineer fans don't have right off the, the, the tip of their tongue. Uh, I, you know, I, I really do think that I, – I, I know they know Jeff Fuller, but I think Jeff Fuller is, is a guy that I'm always impressed with. He, he's done a tremendous job. Um, particularly strength conditioning, um, changing his body, and I think that'll show up. Um, I think that I think Akeem Mesador is a kid that that over the next not only this year but over the next couple of years, I think that guys will uh, guys will uh, or fans will will uh, they'll definitely know that name. I think uh, I think when he gets rolling in the rhythm um, outside of his first semester being disrupted by by COVID and everything I think Quay Mays is a young man that'll that'll show up um I think in the long term I you know I think younger guys I think we'll get to know I think Tor Simmons is a guy I'm impressed with I think Linnell Carr has done a great job I think James Thomas is a guy that 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 will when when he gets in a in uh you know in the flow of things will be a guy that that uh that shows up I mean David Acoli is going to be a young man that that's that's extremely impressive so far um, I think we've got some some good uh, some good young talent, and then some older guys that have come in and have really have really uh, have really showed up or shown flashes of what they what they can be. And uh, so, extremely excited about this group. All right, Coach, uh, we're extremely excited as well, and we can't wait for everything to finally uh, unfold here on Saturday against Eastern Kentucky. Really looking forward to it, and uh, we will catch up with you down the road here. All the best on Saturday afternoon. Thanks, guys. Appreciate y'all. Yeah, All right. good luck. And that's uh, uh, Coach Jordan Leslie, West Virginia co-defensive coordinator, working with the uh, front of the uh, WVU defense. Uh, Jamila and I will work with the, the back of the West Virginia uh, defense. And um, I don't think that there's going to be a whole lot, Wolf, made a, of two defensive coordinators. Uh, you have so many people putting their hands in the pile to begin with. Um, so uh, anybody that, that thinks that there's one sole dictator uh, that, that oversees everything and that, that shouts every single play down, it's not that way anymore. Perhaps at one point in time uh, it was that way, but, but that's just not the way the modern football works uh, anymore with one defensive coordinator or in, in name mm. or two. 
Yeah, times are changing, aren't they? And they certainly are here with the, the Mountaineers. And, you know, Danny, when I see with Jordan Leslie and Jamal Adai, I see two guys, and I've been watching practice, and they've been working well together. Hey, listen, there's no doubt. Jordan Leslie knows what's going on in that defensive front, and he's there to really stop the run and to, of course, put pressure on the quarterback. Where Jamal's there to create turnovers, interceptions, and, of course, be there in the run support and make sure no one gets beyond them for touchdown passes. So they're working well together. I really like what I see, and I like how they've handled it. I mean, when you go ahead, you become a defensive coordinator uh, – for the Mountaineers, and it's your first time off with both of these guys, and then you put COVID-19 in on that. Uh, There's some real challenges here. So we're going to see this team improve. Everything is a work in progress right now just because they had one day or two days of spring ball, and they haven't hit anybody since fall camp. In the first two weeks, they were going ones against threes, and it wasn't really getting that speed on speed, good on good work. So what you're seeing now is the last two weeks they have been, but it's a work in progress. All right, stay with us. A work in progress, uh, and I think he's finally gotten a, a good hold of it, is transitioning from the defensive line to the offensive line. That's the story of James Gemitter, the left side guard for the West Virginia Mountaineers, will join us when we return here on the Neil Brown Press Conference Show. Stay with us back in just a moment. Have you been injured in a wreck? You shouldn't have to worry about fighting the insurance company, and it shouldn't cost you a dime. Call attorneys Farmer, Klein, and Campbell, 800-687-5990. We help fellow West Virginians. Ask around. We've probably helped a friend, neighbor, or even a family member. We never ask you for money, and we don't get paid unless you do. Injured in a wreck? Call the law firm you know, 800-687-5990. Attorneys Farmer, Klein, and Campbell. Around here, you matter. Get ready to score a chance to win a WVU gear package from GoMart when you play the Mountaineer First and Gold Contest. All September, you'll be automatically entered to win with a purchase of a 28-ounce Gatorade. Play along over the next three months to score a touchdown and be entered to win the grand prize, a tailgate and tickets package for the 2021 football season. The contest is only available on the GoMart app, so log in today. Go to GoMart.com for more details. Morgantown's number one new home builder and the official home builder of WVU Athletics, Dan Ryan Builders, builds award-winning homes for Mountaineers and their fans. Make your first home or your last home a dream home by Dan Ryan Builders. Dan Ryan Builders and WVU, a winning combination. Let's go Mountaineers. Visit DanRyanBuilders.com to learn more. Dan Ryan Builders, better value, better living. Throughout the state of West Virginia, you're listening to the Neil Brown Press Conference Show on MSN, the Mountaineer Sports Network. Alongside Dale Wolfley, here's your host, Dan Zangrilli. And our coverage today is presented by our friends at Farmer, Klein, and Campbell. They are West Virginia's injury lawyers. If you are injured in an accident, call Farmer, Klein, and Campbell. Dan and Wolf back uh, upstairs here in the uh, press box of Mountaineer Field on our uh, coverage of Neil Brown's uh, Game Week press conference presented by Panhandle Cleaning and Restoration. So good to be along with you, and so good to be along with uh, James Gemitter uh, out of the South Hills of Pittsburgh, uh, who has uh, transitioned from defensive line to offensive line. Uh, James, uh, welcome to the program. Thanks for being with us. Uh, You've got to feel much more comfortable uh, at your left side guard position going into this season perhaps than you did playing the offensive line last year. Yeah, thank you for having me first off. I really appreciate the time. Uh, But, yeah, I I definitely feel very comfortable on the left side now than last year. 
So uh, what were the biggest transition pieces for you uh, in that process that uh, I don't want to say were most difficult, but I guess that were things that, that, that came to you that you maybe didn't initially expect? So I think I think the biggest problems and like issues that I had as a as a player as a left side and coming over from D line was definitely trying to learn the offense and learn all the different techniques that are involved with the offensive line. Coming from D line, it's very different than what I was used to. But I think uh, an advantage that I had was I played both sides in high school, so I had somewhat of a baseline for offensive line. No, James, last year, towards the end of the season at least, you were actually playing right guard and Mike Brown was left guard, and now you, you two have done the, the role reversal. What is the reason for that? Are you just more comfortable left side? Uh, I think the reasoning for that, honestly, is just uh, what the coaches feel comfortable with. It was nothing between comfort between uh, Mike and myself. It was all up to the coaches. So I feel like they felt like Mike was the better player at right guard and I was at left guard. It could have gone either way, but I personally think Mike Brown deserved to play either side. What are some of the nuances of uh, of that position going from right to left, uh, James? That maybe the the other uh, or the ordinary fan might not uh, understand. So it's it's nothing really. Like it's it all depends on just how you differ everything. So like it's just a new. You just have to learn both sides of it and know the different ways of playing from right to left. So that differs a lot. You know, James, I call you a beef eater, meaning is that you like to eat up the middle of the, the opponents. And when you've made this move to offensive line, what are the things that attracts you uh, that get you fired up about playing offense instead of defense? Uh, so I think the things that really brought me back over to the offensive line was I could have a chance to help and actually play. Because I know on defense I, I really didn't have a chance of playing as much as I would if I came over to offensive line. Uh, I think the other thing was that I could really just be nasty in the middle and really get open some gaps for the running backs. And one of the other kind of funny points that brought me over is a lot less running after the ball. So. <laughs> well, well, that's a true offensive lineman. It, it is. It is. Yeah, you, you're you're fitting in quite well, James. Hey, all the best uh, on Saturday. Looking forward to seeing it all unfold. A lot of hard work and sacrifice has gone into this year, especially. Be well. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, that's James Gmitter, West Virginia's now left side guard. We'll uh, put a ribbon on everything when we return here, our reaction to Coach Leslie's interview and what you just heard from James Gmitter. Plus, we'll catch up to speed if you're uh, just tuning in, what Neil Brown had to say. The Neil Brown Press Conference Show, it's show number one of ten, and we're glad to have you along. Back in just a moment. Civil and Environmental Consultants, or CEC, is an employee-owned engineering and environmental consulting firm. At CEC, people come first, whether that's our clients, our employees, or our fellow citizens. It's why we listen intently and work harder to learn our clients' business. It's why we prioritize the career development of every individual on our team, and it's why we're invested in the success of our local communities. People are why we do what we love and love what we do. CEC, West Virginians doing West Virginia's work. Visit CECinc.com for more. That's CECinc.com. Injured in a car wreck? The last thing you should worry about is how much it's going to cost you to fight the insurance company. Call 800-687-5990. Attorneys Farmer, Klein, and Campbell. It costs you nothing out of pocket, and we don't get paid unless you do. We know about the money the insurance companies won't tell you about. We could get you more. Injured in a car wreck? It costs you nothing out of pocket. Nothing. Call attorneys Farmer, Klein, and Campbell. 800-687-5990. Around here, you matter. 
Are you ready to play in a whole new way? Try the game that's as easy as one, two, three. Kino Go. Step one, go to a local retailer. Step two, create a digital playslip with a lottery app or fill out a paper playslip. Step three, watch the Kino Go drawing. Draws take place every three minutes. Watch at a retailer or watch on the go in the app. It's fast and fun with a chance to win up to $100,000. So start playing a whole new way today with the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly at a distance. And welcome back. Thanks for being with us here uh, as we wrap up the first edition of the Neil Brown Press Conference show. Uh, A little duct tape chicken wire. We figured out a way to to get it all done. New location. Everything's different. Socially distanced. We brought you the the feed through Zoom. Our our guests with uh, Coach Jordan Leslie and and James Gmitter were done over the phone. We wish we could have them here on set with us. But these are the times, and we are uh, certainly grateful to just be doing this again and talking Mountaineer football with you on a game week in advance of Eastern Kentucky. Wolf, it's been a lot of fun and great to be with you again. Absolutely. That's what I do, Danny. I adapt. <laughs> okay, that's what they say most about me. I'm adaptable. You're a real chameleon, and as a matter of fact, I've noticed that you've changed the color of your beard for this season as well. Is that uh, just for men? Absolutely. One day I will be a speaker <laughs> for them. I, I will be what they call an influencer. <laughs> he, he is influencing quite a bit. Uh, uh, hopefully we will be uh, influencing the scoreboard early and often. Mm-hmm. As Marshall did 59 nothing over Eastern Kentucky, the Mountaineers, they're going to uh, certainly uh, focus on themselves. Worry about themselves. Absolutely. That's what, it, that's what Saturday's all about. And we'll be on the air with you 8.30 Saturday morning, high noon the kickoff. But, of course, Thursday night, Neil Brown will speak again to Tony Caridi and company of the Neil Brown Show 6 Until 8, presented by our friends at Kegler's. This has been the Neil Brown Press Conference Show, all brought to you by our friends at Panhandle Cleaning and Restoration, Farmer Klein and Campbell, and CEC, Civil and Environmental Consultants. For the Wolfman, I'm Dan Zangerly. Thanks to Jordan Leslie and guest James Gemitter and, of course, Coach Neil Brown. Until next Thursday, until this Thursday, hail West Virginia, let's go Mountaineers. Thanks for joining us here on the Mountaineers Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Take care, everyone. Civil and Environmental Consultants, or CEC, is an employee-owned engineering and environmental consulting firm. At CEC, people come first, whether that's our clients, our employees, or our fellow citizens. It's why we listen intently and work harder to learn our clients' business. It's why we prioritize the career development of every individual on our team, and it's why we're invested in the success of our local communities. People are why we do what we love and love what we do. CEC, West Virginians doing West Virginia's work. Visit CECinc.com for more. That's CECinc.com. listening to the Neil Brown Press Conference Show on MSN, the Mountaineer Sports Network. Today's show has been brought to you by Farmer Klein and Campbell, West Virginia's injury lawyers, CEC Civil and Environmental Consultants, hiring West Virginians to do West Virginia's work. CECinc.com. That's CECinc.com. Be sure to log on to WVUSports.com to listen to this program in its entirety on demand. Also, be sure to download the WVU Game Day app, a must-have for West Virginia University fans. The proceeding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of MSN, the Mountaineers Sports Network. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. 
And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.